sensation out there, where do you begin? When your nipples start to leak, oh, is it time to feed again? When parenting is new and you don't know what to do, the food coach comes up with solutions that are just right for you. Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining me today at the Boob Coach Podcast. Today's topic as part of my Season 1 prenatal topics is cannabidiol, CBD, and breastfeeding. My name is Rachel Gayfeller-Silber, IBCLC, also known as the Boob Coach. It's important for me to say that I'm not sponsored by any products today and I don't have any disclosures other than to promote myself, my social media, my upcoming app, the Boob Coach app, and this podcast. So let's go ahead and get into this. I realize that my presentation today is going to be controversial. Today is part one of two. I'm going to be talking about cannabidiol, which I'm just going to call as its abbreviation CBD for the rest of this presentation. Part two is going to be about the rest of the plant, cannabis, a.k.a. marijuana and its psychoactive component known as THC. All right, so I got to do it, y'all. Here's my legal statement. Please note that I do not endorse any and I do not promote any illegal usage, illegal distribution, or the illegal sales of either CBD or cannabis in any form. The information that I'm sharing is intended for the use of legal CBD products only and for legal age usage if there are any age restrictions within a jurisdiction. I do not believe that information should be illegal, and please note that I'm creating this presentation in an area of the world where freedom of speech and freedom of press are protected by law. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into this with regards to breastfeeding. It's all really confusing, right? I mean, There's so many different products that are out there that all seem to have CBD in them. And you'd like to believe that they're safe. I mean, they wouldn't be out on the market if they weren't safe, right? And not only that, but marijuana and and cannabis products are becoming more and more commonplace. So you want to think that they're safe, but are they safe when you're pregnant? Are they safe when you're breastfeeding? What what does the science say? What do the professional organizations say? It's really important to look at the big picture and not just read the packaging and the marketing. Because here's the reality. Nobody's going to write on their package unless they're forced to by law say that this product may not be safe for pregnancy or may not be safe for breastfeeding. It also won't say whether it's safe for children or not. So there's just a lot of information that is being withheld from you. And part of that is because, well, these companies, they just want to sell you a product, right? They have a lot of financial interest in you buying and using their products. They want to create those products so that they're available to you in lots of different forms, different flavors, (laughs) different iterations of the same thing so that the profits are maximized. All right. Now, 
Let's also take into consideration, you know, what you hear on social media. There's a lot of false information out there. There's a lot of people who just, they just, well, they don't know the answer, but they want to pretend that they do. And so it's just very confusing. Well, I'm here to give you the big picture of what the different professional organizations say, what the research says, so that you can make the choices for yourself, whether you personally feel comfortable with utilizing a CBD product either during your pregnancy or during your duration of your breastfeeding. Because we all want to protect our babies and we all want to do what's right for our health and the health for our children. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it, shall we? Let's go over some definitions and just some general knowledge first of all. What is CBD? CBD is the phytocannabinoid component of the cannabis marijuana plant and the component which we call CBD, was discovered in 1940. To date, we have discovered 113 different components of the cannabis plant. CBD is about 40% of the various chemical components within the marijuana plant, but it is the non-psychoactive component, which means no, it does not get you high. In the United States, CBD is legal at the federal level and in most states as well. However, some states do have some laws which prohibit it or make it conditionally legal based on its derivation origin, meaning does it come from the hemp plant or does it come from a marijuana plant? Does it contain any THC? Yes or no? All of these things may make it either legal or illegal at a state or regional level within the United States. And there are many products that are out there on the market, ranging from lotions, oils, foods, drink products, sprays, even capsules that contain CBD. And they're marketed for a variety of reasons, either for pain relief, perhaps muscle cramping or muscle spasms, general relaxation, or even anxiety relief. Meanwhile, totally different, marijuana, which is also known as cannabis, has a completely different status within the United States. Marijuana is not legal on the federal level in the United States, but it may have a a legal status in various states within, within the U.S. All right, so we have CBD, which is a component of the cannabis plant, and then we have cannabis, which contains THC. It is important to know that there's a lot of money. (laughs) There's a lot of money in the CBD industry. According to a industry trends website called Lightspeed, they say that the CBD industry has grown incredibly fast since the legalization of hemp-derived CBD in 2018. In fact, that the global market for CBD hit $9.4 billion in 2023. And just that's just a few years after it became legalized within the United States. I mean, 
$9.4 billion. So there's a lot of money out there and a lot of people who want you to buy these products. This is, this is uh, paying for a lot of people's mortgages here. And this website, Lightspeed, also says that by the year 2027, that it's expected to be $31.85 billion. That's with the B. $31.85 billion by the year 2027. So it's huge. Now, remember I said that it's marketed for all kinds of things? Guess what? It's even out there on the market for your cats and for your dogs. Hemp-based CBD pet products represent 3 to 5% of all the CBD sales in the United States. There is a legal prescription form of CBD in the United States, and the brand name is Epidiolex. Epidiolex. I'm going to spell that for you. E-P-I-D-I-O-L-E-X. This is a legal prescription which is made from purified CBD derived from hemp. And it is used to treat rare seizure disorders such as Lennox-Gastaut syndrome, Dravet syndrome, and tuberous sclerosis complex, TSC. There are certain types of epilepsy, which are also prescribed Epidiolex. The Food and Drug Administration here in the United States has concluded that this drug is safe and effective for its intended use, but that there could be some potential for liver damage. And because of that, that could also be a risk in over-the-counter CBD products as well. Let's talk about who says what with regards to CBD. According to a report from the World Health Organization, quote, in humans, CBD exhibits no effects indicative of any abuse or dependence potential. To date, there is no evidence of public health-related problems associated with the use of pure CBD, end quote. Okay, well, you know, that's coming from the World Health Organization. But what about some other different places out there? There are no established recommended level dosages for children or infants. And remember that there's only one approved CBD medication for children that just don't respond to other forms of medication. So that is coming from the American Academy of Pediatrics. The Centers for for Disease Control states the following. To limit the potential risk to infants, Breastfeeding mothers should be advised not to use marijuana or products containing CBD in any form while breastfeeding. And some products, including CBD, may contain other contaminants such as pesticides, heavy metals, bacteria, and fungus that could be dangerous to a mother and her infant. So when advising mothers on the medical use of marijuana or CBD products while breastfeeding, consideration should be given to the potential risks and benefits of breastfeeding to the infant and the mother. We do not know if CBD is passed to a baby through breast milk. Since some negative effects have been associated with CBD use, people who are breastfeeding are encouraged to avoid CBD. Okay, so who else is talking about CBD? Because (laughs) there's a lot of CBD out there and a lot of money to be made from all kinds of markets. 
Let's talk about ACOG. That is the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology. Here's what they say. There are insufficient data to evaluate the effects of marijuana use on infants during lactation and breastfeeding, and in the absence of such data, marijuana use is discouraged. Breastfeeding women should be informed that the potential risks of marijuana metabolites, okay, I'm going to break that down for you. The metabolites, that includes CBD. Breastfeeding women should be informed that the potential risks of exposure to marijuana metabolites are unknown and should be encouraged to discontinue use. All right, so that's what the the American College of Gynecologists says. Um, What about the NIH, that's the National Institutes of Health? They um, utilize what is called PubMed. That That is their database of different research. And so in Cannabis, in Pregnancy and Lactation, a review, it says there are no approved dosing regimens. The amount of CBD in these products is variable, and the safety of CBD is unclear. Reported side effects could include, but are not limited to, dry mouth, low blood pressure, lightheadedness, and drowsiness. Liver injury has also been reported. Possible interactions with prescription medications, alcohol, or other illicit drugs remains potentially unknown and could cause serious side effects. And there's even more. What about the Food and Drug Administration? Well, the Food and Drug Administration on November the 21st, 2023. So uh, today when I'm recording this, it is January the 31st, 2024, so just two months ago from when I'm recording this, um, the FDA sent a series of five warning letters to various companies who are selling food products containing CBD. Through And through some of those warnings, they really focused on the claims about CBD products to either treat or cure disease. Just literally. So I'm I'm doing this on January the 31st, 2024, and literally one year prior in January 26th, 2023. This is from the FDA published a statement. Given the growing cannabidiol CBD products market, the Food and Drug Administration convened a high-level internal working group to explore potential regulatory pathways for CBD products. Today, we're announcing that after careful review, the FDA has concluded that a new regulatory pathway for CBD is needed that balances individual desires for access to CBD products with the regulatory oversight needed to manage risks. The agency is prepared to work with Congress on this matter. Today, we are also denying three citizens' petitions that have been asked the agency to conduct rulemaking to allow the marketing of CBD products as dietary supplements. The use of CBD raises various safety concerns, especially with long-term use. Studies have been shown for the potential of harm to the liver, interactions with medications, and possible harm to the male reproductive system. CBD exposure is also concerning when it comes to vulnerable populations such as children and those who are pregnant. A new regulatory pathway would benefit consumers by providing safeguards and oversight to manage and minimize risks to 
related to CBD products. And such risk management tools could include more clear labels, prevention of contaminants, CBD content limits, and measures such as minimum age purchase, minimum purchase ages to mitigate the risk of ingestion by children. Given the available evidence, it's not apparent how CBD products could meet the safety standards for dietary supplements or food additives. For example, we have not found adequate evidence to determine how much CBD could be consumed and for how long before causing harm. Therefore, we do not intend to pursue rulemaking allowing the use of CBD in dietary supplements or conventional foods. Okay, that's a pretty hefty statement, right? Well, I looked for various types of studies that are out there, and as of 2019, the clinical research on CBD included various studies related to anxiety, cognition, movement disorders, and pain, but there was insufficient high-quality evidence that CBD was actually effective for these conditions. Nevertheless, CBD at that time was considered a herbal dietary supplement with unproven claims of particular therapeutic effects. Now that I've said, you know, who says what about it? Let's talk about CBD. What does it really do in the body? How long does it hang out in the body? Because that makes a difference when it comes to breastfeeding, right? Well, how long does it stay in the body? Well, there's really no one answer because it would depend on how you consumed or or the actual delivery method of CBD. Here's what I found. CBD sprays can stay in the body anywhere from 10 hours to about two days. And the chronic oral consumption might mean that CBD could stay in, in your body for anywhere from 10 to as much as 25 days. And that CBD can stay in the system for a week after smoking it. That all being said, when or if you are purchasing a product that contains CBD, it really also depends on what kind of CBD it is. So the labeling could say something like full spectrum or whole plant CBD. And what that means is that there could actually be very tiny, small amounts of THC. Not enough to be intoxicating or to give those psychoactive, kind of feeling high sort of results. We're talking about 0.3% THC. So if a product has 0.3% THC in the CBD, it has to be labeled in the United States as either full spectrum or whole plant. Okay, And that would be different from something that would be labeled as either broad spectrum or isolate forms. That has absolutely no THC in it. Again, we were talking about, you know, are you eating it? Are you smoking it? Or, you know, another way that you could have CBD is to use it with a topical product. So we're talking about creams and lotions, things along those lines. Something that is a topical product is a general statement is just more likely to stay topical and not to enter the bloodstream. That's important for breastfeeding because a chemical has to get into the bloodstream in order for it to get into the milk. So topical CBD products are very unlikely to enter into 
the milk supply, unlike something that is formally ingested, eaten, or smoked. Now, another consideration when it comes to CBD is, is the product labeled as organic? Because in order for a product in the United States to be labeled as organic, it has to meet certain standards for pesticides, also for heavy metals, bacteria, or even funguses. So if you have a choice with a CBD product, it may be, it may be, I can't promise for sure, but it may be a better choice to utilize an organic product versus something that is conventional. If it doesn't say organic, well, it's not organic. The various companies that go through the process to become an organic, to get that organic product label, well, if they spend that money to, to get that label, they're going to tell you that the product is organic. It's a lot of information to take into account, but you ultimately are the one who needs to make an informed choice. Please do note that it is currently not recommended by any organization when it comes to breastfeeding due to the need for more studies, more clinical research, and it's just unknown truly how much of that CBD is going to get into breast milk, and we just don't know if that's going to affect your infant's development. A lot to talk about today, and as I said, that part two of this is going to be a bunch more specifically about THC and cannabis. Y'all know that you can hit me up on any of my socials. I spend most of my time on TikTok. I'm the Boob Coach Pod there. On Instagram, I'm the Boob Coach Pod. On Facebook and Threads, I'm also the Boob Coach Pod. Remember, any breast milk that you can provide to your baby, it's just absolutely incredible. Your milk is such a superpower. Please join me for more breastfeeding-related podcast episodes and topics. Once again, my name is Rachel Gayfeller-Silber, IBCLC, also known as the Boob Coach, and it all comes back to boobs, right? I love you, and I love your babies. So let's talk again real soon. Now, I have a whole host of lots and lots of <laughs> lots and lots of research that I did for creating this presentation. I will provide all of the references in the summary of this uh, presentation and please feel free to check out any and all of those resources if you feel like you need to make more research for making an informed choice about this this topic. Best of luck and keep on breastfeeding your baby. The boob coach, it all comes back to boobs. <laughs>